Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, Tuesday for when you guys are watching. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It is the Bet Online Salute Troy podcast. We got the crew here. Let's start with the math scientist itself, Jamal Madman. My, Jamal Madman Magdi. How are you doing today, Jamal? Doing well, coach. Excited to jump on with you guys and, uh, you know, talk some ball. I got to say, though, before we start, I mean, the beard game is very strong on this show today. You know, between, uh, you know, we, I've just been gushing over Ryan's beard before we, we got on the show. I mean, there's just a flow. There's a texture. There's a density. It's all it's all flowing. And Fred, you always bring the A game, you know, with with the beard as well. So I'm 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 a little bit of scruff from a couple of days here. I'm just trying to you know grasp for straws and catch up to you guys. But man, the bearded bandits of uh, of Monday night. Yes, you, Jamal, you have Jamal. always have solid stubble though, phenomenal stubble. Yeah. And I, talking about Indians in general, Indians have great facial hair. Underrated. Oh, I, they don't I get talked about that. enough. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, it, it, it grows quickly. I mean, uh, you'll be surprised. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes you shave and then you leave and it's already growing, you know, while, while yeah. you're in the car. I mean, that's you're just like, sort of the nature of being Indian. You're like, Jamal, I, I just want to, I just want to let you know this, Jamal, you are actually the, I guess you're the one that encouraged me to keep my beard growing. Cause when we did the live on, uh, when they fired Vaughn, you was like, yeah. Fred, your beard looks amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, like, was, that was a great, I mean, that was, that was, was sort like, of I'm iconic. Running. That, that, Fred, that, that was sort of like your bush push of beards <laughs> yep. that day. I mean, that was really iconic. You sort of go back and you, you really think about it and you're, you're rocking it hard. I mean, this is, this is phenomenal. It's the bearded bandits on Monday night, you know? Love it. I love it. Mr. No Mr. Candace, Dyer, we have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dairu, founder, CEO, how are you doing this fine Monday evening? excellent fall is here it's beautiful um as i mentioned on the live i got to hang out with with jamal a little bit over the weekend which is always great hopefully see you both this week as well as it's you know homecoming week and we'll we'll hopefully have some stuff planned but but yeah things are good excited to just kind of hang out have a little hang session tonight as talking yep. usc and and uh have some fun but how are you yep. doing coach we know i feel like we never ask you how you're doing how are you doing we never I'm do doing, i'm doing excellent like you said we're hanging out today uh we're just going to take it easy. We're getting ready to go to the playoffs. Like I've been saying, I got my stone <laughs> IPA. Got my stone IPA, my fight on well, ready to go. You guys go grab one at your local vendor. Uh, there goes that ad read for that. Uh, I was upset, actually, <laughs> Coach. Yesterday, I was all the way out in Rialto and went to a Stater Bros. They had stone. They didn't have fight on there. What are you doing, wow. Rialto, Stater Bros? Get with it. Yeah, that, that that sucks. That's unfortunate. But I'm doing good. I have, I have no complaints. Uh, yeah, I just got done with one birthday party. Now I'm ramp, ramping up and getting ready for another birthday party. So my ten, my nine-year-old who's turning 10 is November 23rd. And one, one the one that just turned one was October 17th. So they're like maybe five weeks apart. But, oh, wow. But the good thing about it is he said he didn't want a birthday party. But everybody comes over to my house for Thanksgiving, and November twenty third this year is Thanksgiving, so he gets a makeshift birthday party. He gets to be around family, so we're gearing up for Thanksgiving more than that. Like we're preparing, so it's always okay. good, man. No complaints. Got to make getting... it special, though. Yeah, yeah. He gets a turkey cake. 
So everything he, he's had his birthday on Thanksgiving before he got a turkey cake. So he gets a turkey cake. So he's excited about that one. Hopefully we can get Brit over. Brit normally comes over for birthdays. That's one good thing she is. That's one thing she is good about. She doesn't miss the birthday. So Brit may be over for a birthday. <clears throat> I am a little upset. I didn't get invited to Jamal's birthday party. I thought we were better than that, but bro, bro, you yeah. you're the one who's always complaining about I'm not I can't I'm not coming out to Westwood, you know. So I was like, you know, you 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 sort of drew the lines. You know, you're always welcome, bro. Come on now. If I if this is how you feel, you get you 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 get the red carpet anytime you want to come out. You know, uh, look at I this sign back here. This is the yeah. loneliest sign of any network in America. Okay, because I got this sign for all of us to sort of hang out and do all of this together. I haven't had a single person over to sort of do a show with this damn sign. You know, all I can feel is just you know the radiating of these <laughs> bulbs behind me. You know, the neck is sweating, and you know I got no one to share it with. It's very very sad. I guarantee you this: when we do the Victory Bell podcast, for sure, I'll, I'll at least show up. We're, however many, we'll talk about how many times we do it that week, but I'll at least show up for the Victory Bell podcast. We'll do those in person. I don't know if Ryan can, but I will do those in person. You have, have my word. We'll do those. In per- we'll, we'll even Phenomenal. get will the we'll get will we'll the get thrill. Will the thrill. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. It'll be great. We, you know, we may need to do like a three camera setup. Like, go oh, it'll be a three camera setup. setup. We'll get everyone there. Different. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so that's how we break it. I mean, we could still do it before then, but I mean, that's only two weeks away, I guess. Three weeks away, so. Oh, it is three weeks away. So there you go. Less than that. Well, we actually need it. We need to like start the Victory Bell show here soon. Actually, <laughs> now that we're talking about it. Yeah, we're two. Didn't weeks we do out. it like? Didn't we do it four weeks ahead last year? We did. We, we did. did. We did. Oh, it's so, time for Victory Bell to start. So we basically tune, start tune, doing that. Tune in, side. everybody. The victory, time for the Victory, victory Bell. Bell to start. The, the I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that USC season regular season. Yeah, ends in three weeks. Like yeah. it's it's the last game is November eighteenth. Uh, here we are, October thirtieth. It's it's wild to think how quickly the college season, in particular, comes and goes. I mean, it's just it's 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 just gnarly. Wow. So okay. So, well, they, so said let's they scheduled that on purpose. They said they scheduled that on purpose because they wanted to take that Thanksgiving week off before the Pac-12 championship. There you go. There you go. You know, so that was big words. We'll we'll, we'll see if the, uh, the, the, the vacation yeah. sort of works out, you know? Yeah. Is or it a vacation, a vacation for the Pac-12 championship game or is it just a permanent vacation? Who knows, you know, but we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> a vacation for the Sun Bowl, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, just so everyone knows now, since we brought it up, regular programs with Detroit on this network remains the same. Tuesdays and Fridays, but now Victory Bell. We'll we'll figure out when we're starting, but but stay tuned. Victory Bell show. What do we call it? The Victory Bell selection show. Drop uh, soon. I think so. Let me look. I actually could look right now because we have the the thing still up. That was such a fun one last year, and it's oh, it's always so great. That game is just so special, and uh, it's it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be going to be. Go ahead. No, I think no, we're about to say the same thing. So go yeah. ahead. <laughs> No, no, you go for it. Go I'm texting Will. I'm texting Will right now, saying, "Are you ready there for Victory Bell?" I'm letting him right now. I was just going to say it's going to be a wild game, considering how dominant the UCLA defense is and how <laughs> you know potentially dominant the USC. Oh yeah, is. I mean it's going to be strength on strength. I mean you know that UCLA team is no joke. I mean and they're flying so under the radar right now, but it's it's how UCLA likes it. So they mm-hmm. they'll be ready to go for that game. So yeah, it'll it'll be a great so one. Good. So let's record our first one. Let's are you guys busy tomorrow? Let's do our first one tomorrow. Well, yeah, we'll talk. We'll touch base. We can probably do it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you, uh, let me translate Ryan, you know, when he's like, Hey, let's talk. That means like, Hey, you know, Fred, you're you're getting out in front over here. What's going (laughs) on? You know, you're sort of, 
you're losing gap contained like an Alex Grinch defense. I mean, let's relax. <laughs> all right. Just do your job. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, no, that just, just I'm, means I need to talk to the real boss of the diamond house. That's all that means. Right? Make sure I'm free tomorrow night, which I should be, but you know, I just, I don't like to commit and then have to bail out last minute. So it's there like, it's like, it's like anchorman. We're just, I'm throwing it out there. If you like it, you keep it. If you don't, you can throw it right back. Send it That's right all back. All <laughs> We're just hanging out today talking, man. This Absolutely. is how we this is how we always talk pre-show, like a lot of stuff. One thing I do want to talk about, I want to talk about two things. Please, Fred, um, please. The first thing I want to talk about is let's talk about halftime. How <laughs> how crazy was that halftime? So I had a friend there, he works for Cal. He's actually works for the sports psychiatrist department at Cal. So he knows all the players. He supports, he knows every athlete there, like on a personal level. He was telling me like the quarterback is such a great kid. Uh, Martinez, Martinez, right? Yeah. His dad's a doctor, like really, yeah. really good kid. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He was like, he was like, he was down for a little bit. And then all of a sudden he got the opportunity. He came and talked to me and then it just fired the team up. And so great kid. Um, I will say he's not in the sports psychiatrist department. I'm sorry. He's a part of athletic engagement. So he helps kids get jobs once they're done playing at Cal, which I think is a really good position. I, I apologize yeah. about that, Rod. Um, I will say this. So uh, McCree was apparently down, but one second left. They forgot that the clock stops in the last two minutes of the half. So they didn't stop the clock to set the chains. Lincoln Riley came out and challenged the play. So I'm assuming somebody from upstairs came down. and was like, hey, like we still had a second leg. He came out and challenged it. From what I was told, that halftime was actually 30 minutes instead of 20 minutes because the challenge took like eight to 10 minutes. So the Cal band already played. Then the challenge happened. And then they announced that they're going to they're going to kick after halftime. It will be the second quarter, and then we'll start the third quarter. That is the craziest thing ever. What if <laughs> what if SC would have deferred and they would have received the ball at halftime, and then they made the kick? Like, <laughs> what happens there? That was just that was crazy. That was I'm I, I'm in I'm in awe. I don't even know what to say about that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what happened like <laughs> it, it, like when you think about it like it's just crazy like what happened like what are you what are you guys opinion what are your what's your opinion about that jamal you know it's it's so funny fred it's fitting because if you look at the usc's remaining schedule now that was their last appearance on the pac-12 network right so forever mm -hmm. right i mean it, mm -hmm. with the conference alignment and considering first and usc's relationship with Pac-12 referees over the years. I mean, for it, it, it's kind of fitting that that happened the last time USC was on the network. It's something bizarre absolutely had to happen. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know if we'll see anything like it again. Um, and he, I had some buddies at the game as well, and they were messaging me and saying, hey, are, is, is halftime on right now? Are you watching halftime? And we're like, yeah, it, it's halftime. They're like, well, because it's not halftime here. So uh, it was just uh, absolutely a three-ring circus. And then, ironically enough, Lynch misses the kick, and so all of this for not then is, yeah. is kind of added insult to injury there. Um, but it's it's fascinating because it's, it's even more nuanced. It, it only became an issue because the USC had a timeout. 
Because even though the clock stops, if you got to go run and clock it, in the time that you got to go clock it, it'll be, you know, triple zero. So if SC didn't have a timeout, uh, you know, it's sort of all for naught, and then it became all for naught with Lynch. So just a, yet another bizarre episode in, in this whole situation. You, you, before you go, Ryan, you know what put the icing on the cake? That Wilcox iced the kicker before, before yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah, I saw that. Is I like, Man, that, was, that was cheeky. That was really <laughs> cheeky, yeah. <laughs> That's what put the ice on the cake. Ryan, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, don't need to say too much on it. I mean, one thing, just to give credit where credit's due, because obviously everyone, including us, have been kind of hammering Lincoln Riley, but every coach, you get one challenge a game, and uh, he uses challenge, and it obviously didn't pay off because he missed the kick, but he he won, and, you know, he saw what he saw, whether it was called down or whether it was him, and he fought his case and pled his case and yelled at refs, and they made Wilcox come back out from the locker room, and, and you know, they got their way. But, yeah, it was, I, I, like, let once a halftime hit, I had to leave to go do something quick. I was like, cool. I got my 20 minutes to go get this done. And I come back and I'm like, what's going on? Like, how is halftime not over yet? And so I was playing catch up too. And then that's when we were all texting in the Sleuth Detroit chat. And it's like, oh, they're going to kick it at the end of the, the beginning of the first or second half, whatever. So yeah, just absolutely bizarre comedy errors. And then they miss it. And I was like, well, that's foreshadowing. Yes. He's at that point. I was like, yes, he's losing this game. No way you go through all that. And you still miss the kick <laughs> losing this game. They're not winning this. And you know, obviously they did somehow. You know, it, 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 no, credit to Lincoln Riley on that one, Ryan, for sure, for sort of fighting for every play. Because I'll tell you, I think Wilcox kind of missed one similarly. It was in the second quarter when they called that incomplete pass on Rice. And if yeah. you looked at the, the replay, like he planted both feet. That was a fumble. And if, if Wilcox was kind of on it and challenged, I think that would have gotten overturned. And just the, the way that game was going, that could have been even more momentum for Cal in the second quarter. So you never know with these plays you got to really sort of be on it uh when you're a head coach and i think wilcox kind of missed an opportunity there if he sort of approached it with as much intensity as as lincoln real quick wasn't there they didn't they didn't come out after half but wasn't there a moment last year where something similar happened where riley was it against stanford or was it i'm trying to remember who it was where at the end of the half clock expired team started leaving Lincoln pleaded his case, and they made everyone come back out for one final play. Am I crazy, or do you remember that? I think it was Utah. I think it was Utah's first game. I think it was the first Utah game. I, I think the game it was, but I feel like that happened. Yeah, it might have been Again, Utah. It, it, it might have been like Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of them. Yeah. But they all yeah, came yeah. back out. They ran the play, and then they went in for the half. So you, Riley, you, I guess uh, he's he's keen for those situations. He's ready, man. He's ready. Close to zero. You 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 know what's funny? This was the funny thing about it. So like. When the Stanford game came, like they were like so engaged, like we have to figure out how to keep this game going. This tradition lives on. Like this, we can't make this the last weekend. Or I hope we make it work. Like it was all over the media. The Cal game comes up. They're like, "Well, it's the last weekend. Or it is what it is." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we're just gonna keep moving on. Like too bad these schools can never play again. But when you think about it, like the history of it, like there's only two games and that I could think of. I, I'm. I'm not the historians you guys are, but like there's only two games that I could think of that really were worthwhile between Cal and USC that like in my lifetime that I've only known. So like I get why they're like, Oh, well it is what it is. We'll just keep moving on. But, uh, they're, yeah, tr- it, but it, the, go ahead. I was just gonna say the only, I feel like historical thing is the fact they've played like a hundred times, but there wasn't a lot of meaningful 
times played. <laughs> no, I, I I don't know. Like Jamal, would you know you you went to every school up? Uh, uh, uh you know, just for Coast. our listeners, I did not go to Cal. <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> I feel like you would never no, step I mean, foot. I, you know, you, you said it, Fred. I mean, it's it's 03 and 04, right? I mean, those are the two we always remember, right? I mean, the 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 triple overtime game, that was the only loss in, in Leinert's three years in the regular season up until that that Texas game, of course. And then 04 with the, the four straight plays from the 10, you know, and yeah. uh, that was 23-17. So outside of that, it's been pretty anticlimactic. I mean, with Stanford, the interesting thing is it's it's been so back and forth since 07. I mean, ever since kind of Harbaugh came, declared USC the best team ever. They had the big upset in 07. Then after 07, it just felt like there were ebbs and flows. And it's the series has been about even since 07. So it just feels even more. A lot of people forget that before 07, SC went, was on a run there where they had beaten Stanford like 35 of 38. I mean, and so if, if it's not for Harbaugh, we're actually kind of thinking about Stanford, the rivalry, very, very similarly as we would the Cal rivalry. It really was Harbaugh's appearance and the fact that Stanford started getting these games that made it so contentious. Otherwise, uh, I think it would it, it would sort of lack the luster. I mean, the, the only other time I remember kind of the notable Stanford game outside of kind of this recent present was when the Stanford band, everyone knows the Stanford band is so cheeky, yeah. and it was kind of early 90s when SC was still just a super party school, not really academically inclined. Obviously, the reputation has changed significantly since, you know, the, the early 2000s. But the, the Stanford band came out and spelled 720 at halftime. And 720 represented the SAT score you needed to get into USC at the time, you know. So <laughs> that's the other one that, uh, you know, uh, everyone remembers, you know, historically. Ah, I love that. He, you know what else great. I learned about those games? <laughs> so so when Stanford and Cal, when they come down to the Coliseum, their band performs at halftime. I just found out that they don't the SC didn't perform at halftime. Like the SC when SC goes up there, they don't perform at halftime. I didn't even know that. Like I guess that's just like a courteous thing that SC does. I, I don't know if you guys would know anything about that, but I was when I was talking to my buddy, I was like, has SC band performed yet? He was like, no, why would SC band perform? I was like, oh, when Cal comes down, they perform at halftime. He was like, you guys are soft. <laughs> like, you don't let another band perform on your field. I was like, oh, uh, that, that's always been like a normal thing for us. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because Stanford's band is like, um, they don't wear traditional. Uh, Stanford's band is like the one thing about their school that's so like the outlier of who they are. Like the band is all this sort of raggedy clothes and all this stuff. It's so un-Stanford, their band. It's 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 unbelievable. Yeah, so interesting. I, yeah, I didn't know that. But we find out new things every day. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, the EKG that that you know sort of SC has had ebbs and flows this season, highs and lows, and you know, who knows where it's all gonna shake out. I'll tell you. If there's anything that's had just as much of an EKG as SC's defense, it's been SC's halftime shows this year. You know, because after really? after the uh, the drone show was absolutely mm -hmm. phenomenal uh, against Stanford. I mean, there's been some clunker halftime shows. I mean, I don't even know what that was uh, against Utah at halftime. I, I, mean, yeah, I, I, no I, I, I mean, that was just noise and movement. I mean, I don't even I can't even explain to you what that halftime show was. Then obviously everything that happened. Last week with halftime, so I'd like to see SC. I don't, you know, forget the defense. I don't even want the defense. <laughs> Give me just a solid halftime show, yeah. you know, against Washington. 
all the talent here. Come on. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty easy. <laughs> well, I do like know, that they keep it traditionally most of the time, which is the band. But, you know, if you want to change it up, don't go with – I mean, what was that? A makeshift Pentatonix last oh, week in, against Utah? Brutal. I have no idea what it was. That was brutal. It was not Well, great, the, the old band director was really good. Arthur C. Barner, yep. Yeah. So I think he retired. Yep. Like last year or the year before. Yeah, it's so been a couple of years, that, I think. Yep. That's where the maybe that's where the fall was. Like they didn't give it to a good guy, but like the 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 band director, he was full of energy. He was there when I was there, and he was there before me, and he did he did a pretty good job. My senior year, they had Bootsy Collins perform. Like he was on the field performing at halftime, and they played the background music for Bootsy Collins. Like he was they're they're Grammy Award winning, they were a Grammy Award winning band. So for them to hear that, that's just disappointing. Well, that's what, they, that's what they tried to do. It was like the band performing with like two solo artists, but it just it didn't. I don't even know. It didn't sound good. Like the audio was off. It like didn't. I, and I have no idea who the people were performing. I don't know if they were students. I don't know if they were. I, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't good, though. You know, you know what else is disappointing about the about about the games now? Um, And I, I, I told this to you before uh, Ryan, we were at the San Jose State game on third no, down. Yeah. On third down, they used to ring the bell. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, when they rang the bell, the bell was like legit loud. Like once you heard the bell, everybody knew. And now they just like kind of ring it as background noise. Like before, there was like the focal point. Like you heard the bell, crowd got on their feet, it got exciting. Now it's just like, oh, it's third down, ding, ding. Like nah. Well, man. you know, no, it's it's so interesting, Fred. You mentioned that because I, I got to be honest with you. I think there's a poll question here in our future of who is more on the hot seat at USC. Is it Alex Grinch or is it the Coliseum DJ? Because I'll be DJ honest, Paul, that DJ. guy, okay, is more on the hot seat for my money than than Alex Grinch is. I mean that. I mean, and so he's constantly like doing all of this stuff. Just ring the bells, keep the classics, you know. Yeah. Between him and the towel guys, it's it's a three ring circus right now. I don't know what what I'm watching. The towel yeah. guys, the towel Not guys. Not a are... fan of the DJ. Not a fan of the DJ. I don't. Uh, I don't really remember week. the DJ. He's been there. It's been like two or three seasons, I think. But he also does stuff with, uh, I think, either the Lakers or Clippers, or like he's well known, I guess, in LA sports. But it just doesn't fit with college football. I'm like, you don't need a DJ. Like, <laughs> it just makes it sound. It makes the fan base sound bad when you have to yell every time. Get loud! Come on, we need you. It's like, all right, come on, let's stop with the instructions here and just hope. But you know, that's LA or, for you. So, and it's also hard too when you think about it because like it's so diverse, right? So, what music do you play? Like, you have to be like, all right, do I play this here? Do I play that here? But you don't really need a DJ because I'll give you an example. Uh, John David Booty was uh, when he was the quarterback, they played the Bubble Spark song when he made the big play. And then um, when they Mark Sanchez was the quarterback, they played the hat music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like so, like, I guess it's the, it has to be the changing of the guard. And there's a lot of stuff that I think there's a lot of stuff that was lost in these transitions. And I, and I think those are the type of things that you need to bring back to make these things, small things, small things that matter, you know, the bell matters, a great band. Like they were, the, they called this close the number one marching band in the world for a reason. And like now from what I'm hearing, it's kind of disappointing. I'm, I'm really disappointed now. I don't even know what to say. I have a good day now. <laughs> My whole day's lost. <laughs> That's why we got to bring oh, it back. Yeah, we did. Al, Al, before we started doing the this show with you, me and Jamal during the summer when there's nothing to talk about with college football, we did a whole show of like what would be the best 
walkout song like you know how virginia tech has into the sandman and you know you have not every a lot of schools don't do it but there's a few that have those awesome traditions that just get it so hyped before the game and like we were me and jamal were talking like i mean do you get like to live or die in la to come out to do you get uh like a guns and roses song to come out to like something that just plays for 45 seconds to two minutes gets the crowd into it and then they run out like the hype video is cool i'm not like totally against it but i think a song that you have every week would be awesome. Like that's a do you remember? They do you get. remember the song from the Pete Carroll days, Jamal? What did What did they play? No, I don't remember. Eminem. Oh yeah, no, that's. I was gonna say that. Absolutely, I, that's. What, I was gonna say bring Eminem back, but oh, yeah. no, for sure, for sure. That did they I mean, do that the same one every walkout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was perfect. They had like yeah. they had us like coming out of the had us coming out of the the locker room, and then yes, like they put the that. camera like on our feet, and it was like doing the hype video and the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And they hit you with the dun, 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 no, it was dun, great. Dun, I mean, it was if you had one shot, and then all of a sudden one opportunity. In, yep, that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so that, you that, 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 but you got to do an LA song. You know, that's a very SC song for sure. Oh, it's so SC. But I think now, if you do it again, you got to do like an LA, like based artist. Whether it's Guns N' Roses, whether it's Tupac, whether it's Snoop, whether it's whatever. Um, I mean, I love Eminem, but you know, it's Detroit. So let's get a let's get one of our great LA talents. But anyway, we'll see if that ever happens. I, I don't we'll think get Candace and Jen Cohen in a room and they can make that happen. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Let's see. Living dying LA is not good. Oh, California love. California love. California love for sure. Yeah, that was on there. What was our? You guys, while you guys are chatting, I'll look it up because we had a poll. Do you remember the four songs we had, Jamal? I remember that I sort of liked uh, Ti's "Bring Them Out." You know, I thought that oh, would be a good song. That's a good one. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. That felt very SC and uh, kind of in the moment for sure. They tried that. Yeah. They tried. They tried that in Texas against Alabama, and they should have went back in and went back in. <laughs> well you know i mean i'll be honest with you anything beats out sort of crawling out the way sc did against bama you know and then you know if you're gonna crawl yeah. out the rule is rule number one crawl if you're gonna crawl out don't lose by 46 and then rule yeah. number two is always follow rule number one <laughs> and yep. if you forgot rule number two revert <laughs> back to rule number one yeah, exactly <laughs> because that 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 one right there yeah, that one was bad but Huh. I'm really thinking about what song would be a good song to come out to. It's a lot of changes. It's a lot of changes. There's a lot of changes that's going to happen when I become the head coach at USC. There it is. You're manifesting, Fred. You're (laughs) manifesting. That's that's what's happening right now. I wouldn't even know what I'd I'd be honest with you. I wouldn't even know what I'd do if like I legit got a call from like Jim Cohen like, hey, come talk. I'm like, why does Jim Cohen want to talk to me? And then that happens. I don't... I don't even know who would be the the question is who would be the first person I will call. Like for me, put it like this. It's just to equate it for, to equate it for you guys. I guess it's like winning the lotto. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, it'd be like winning the lotto. Like who would be the first person I would call? I guess it'd be my wife because we have to have a hard conversation. You know what I mean? Cause that's a big family move, but yeah. You, uh, your wife would be stoked, I would think, if uh, you know you became a, a coach at USC. No doubt, she won't have to work. There you go. <laughs> so why is it a hard conversation? Sounds like it would be a very easy conversation. Well, because she's time commitment. Yeah, and she mm. was with me. She was with me like when she was with me at my other stops, and like she understands. Like she knows, and she's like one of the ones that's always like, "Hey," like around December, she she'll tell me like, "Hey, check on your friends." Like, 
start checking on your friends. Like it's, it's, it's getting that time. Like you need to check on your friends and you know, because <clears throat> she understands you get locked like, in. Yeah. Yeah. You just get so locked in. No, December's firing time. Oh, that's why. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So gotcha. she's like, check on your friends, make sure they're still good. And then like, so like she understands like feast or famine, like I could be employed this year and then next year it's like, Hey, welcome well, back. Fred, guys. You gotta do you gotta do the Lincoln Riley Sean McVay thing and just be like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna do this for you know three years, four years, and that's it, and I'm out, you know. No, I'm I'm be like, I'm on I can't say Joe Paterno. Um, I'm on a Bobby Bowden move. I'm dying here. You guys are gonna have to carry wow. me off the field. Wow. <laughs> I love that. But you know what? Uh, truth be told, I think I think SC kind of needs that. You know, they, they need more of that. They need they need more of the lifers, you know, rather than yeah. kind of more of the transactional guys. Yeah, definitely not a stepping stone. My staff, though, if my staff wants to use it as a stepping stone, I'll just ask for like a two or three year commitment. Like, hey, give me at least two years. You know what I mean? Like, don't use this and bounce. I got to find somebody else. But you guys, if this is what you want to do to make yourself better, then go ahead. But me. I'm dying here. Like, this is my home school. I went to school. I played on this field. Like, I am dying here. Like, I'm not leaving. Don't to force live, me out. To live and die in L.A. There, you yep. go. there it is. Oh, there you go. The reference. There we go. If Leave I'm on the hot seat, if I'm on the hot seat, I'll go beg the boosters. Like, you guys, just give me two more years. I promise you, I'll, I'll get this right. I'll get this right. I don't know if it works like that, but I think everyone probably yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> they still get fired. Just give me 10 more years. I'll get it right. Don't worry. Yeah. You know. Do me a favor. Give me 10 years, $100 million, and I will give you a shoddy defense and score 50 points. There you Trust go. Me. Exactly. And I will promise you, you give me $100 million for 10 years, we will be seven-time L.A. Bowl champions. You know, you can take that <laughs> to the bank right there. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt one more than jordan seven speaking times, of la Bowl speaking champion. of defense speaking of defense real quick to go back to the game for a second uh because we mentioned that 04 game with the the four stops from the 10 and in this game on saturday cal gets the ball back that's like all right here's this opportunity for this 04 moment it's not a signature moment because it's defense it doesn't mean they're good all of a sudden but hey here's an opportunity to have this style of stop and you remember that game they they had some opportunities and still cal was able to get down rogers made some plays they get down that 10 and then like you mentioned jamal they hold them four times cal did the same thing they had the penalty they moved down they're on the 10 it's like okay here's the moment and then first play the screen <laughs> touchdown but hey they stopped in the two point they had their signature moment i guess on that two point attempt so they got it in some regard what year what year was what year was the block field goal was that the first year or the second year Oh, it was the first year because Sean Cody was still there. Sean Cody blocked. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it was in yeah. Cal the block field. Goal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mike Will blocked it. It was Mike Will blocked the field. Goal. It was Mike Williams. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Were you at that game, Jamal? Uh, no, I was not at that game. I was not at that game. I didn't go to the weekender that year. I went to the weekender in 05, Um, you know, which was a much much easier game. You know, that liner had three rushing touchdowns in that 05 game. I remember. You know, and it was really? kind of a famous like he held the ball. You know, like he kind of classically <laughs> did with the left hand, like he did in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, that was that was an incredible game. Let me let me ask you guys this. This is, will be kind of a fun topic. So that to me, can I pay a bill I, first? I, yeah, pay a bill. All right. Well, it's October, most exciting sports month. We got World Series, NFL, college. College season's winding down, so get your chance while you can now. Hockey, and we got NBA basketball. If you want to take advantage of all that back to action, go to 
betonline.ag where you get all uh, all the up to the latest odds you can put in a fat parlay start working on your christmas stash if you go to betonline.ag and put in promo code believes that's b-l-e-a-v you will give a 50 percent welcome bonus bet online where the game starts all right go ahead ryan so i mean obviously this is a different scenario because of how the season has gone a little bit um but there's an opportunity where you know some some good feelings can be made and you we th- think specifically of that 04 year and you know Aaron Rodgers against Matt Leiner has to be one of the better Pac-12 clashes among quarterbacks there's been a lot of them obviously over time and SC has had so many good quarterbacks but when you look at an SC quarterback versus another Pac-12 quarterback that's got to be up there right Leiner versus uh Rodgers and now they have this opportunity in these next two weeks you got Caleb Williams against Michael Penix Caleb Williams against Bo Nix. Just curious, what do you guys think one of these matchups, we can start with Penix, and we're obviously doing a preview show later in the week, but can this go down as one of the great Pac-12 QB games? Not a rivalry, because they're only going to play once now. We're not going to see it again, but one of the great Pac-12 QB games in recent memory. Um, Yeah, it can be. I, I And I said, I, I said this, I said this before in the past, and you guys will probably hate hate me for it, but think about this. I just want you to think about this. Over the next three games, if Caleb Williams throws for, if he throws for between 1,500 and 900 yards over the next three games, and he has 12 touchdowns, is he considered a Heisman candidate again, right? Not only that, he's did it against top-ranked Washington, Top ranked Oregon, and he did against a feisty UCLA defense. I mean, he has a chance to be back in the Heisman race. Will he win it? No. Will he get a chance to go back to New York? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but when you talk about that, like that, you talk about a lot of points. I I, I wonder what the over under is. I I think we could see 80, 80, 80 75. <laughs> I think we can see 80 points, right? First day I mean, 80 on Saturday, first day 80. No, yeah. it'll it'll be it'll be uh, I think a dynamite game. No, right? I I I I totally agree with you. I think it has all the makings. I mean, when I think of sort of iconic Pac-12 matchups that really sort of lived up to the hype, I mean, I think a lot of uh, Barkley and Luck. You know, those were those were some great ones. I mean, yeah. 20, uh, 2011, that that uh, that game triple overtime. That that might have been the best duel. Um, you know, sort of I, that I've ever seen. The 2010 game was just as great at the farm. I mean, that was maybe one of the most underrated games in the history of the Pac-12. I mean, so those two were absolutely dynamite. And then even when Mariota came to town, you know, and there was that that game in uh, 13, 14, when Oregon came, uh, you know, peak peak Chip, uh, you know, kind of came. It was probably Chip's last year. So it was probably 12. And it was Marquise Lee and and Matt Barkley, and that, that was well, 62-51. I mean, SC punted once, and there was kind of like, oh, I, I, did we just lose the game? You know, in the second quarter, SC punted. It was the seven minutes ago in the second quarter, and people were like, I think we just lost the game, you know, because <laughs> Oregon literally scored on every possession. So there there have been some some dynamite games, and and this definitely has all the makings. I think you need you need some ebbs and flows, and and I think what's sort of unique about this rivalry is. Uh, or, or what this game could be is, you know, Penix is left-handed, and and there's just something so beautiful about the lefty, and with with the lefty with a great arm and just the spin, and getting the opportunity to see a great right-hander versus a great left-hander, 
prime time. You know, it's going to be Fowler and Herb Street. This definitely has all the makings. The other game I remember, not Pac-12, but it's a game you sort of always remember now, given kind of historical context, was Baker against Mahomes. That Oklahoma-Texas oh, yeah. yeah. Tech game from oh, about yeah. six, seven years ago was just insanity. I mean, and I think Mahomes had like 700 yards passing in that game. I mean, it was just total insanity. And Baker had like 550 and seven touchdowns or something. I mean, so, you know, who knows? This could be a game that that folks will be talking about for the better part of the next decade if, if all the stars align. What is What was the one... It was from maybe the early 2000s or late 90s. It was Joey Harrington and who was... Oh, like, uh, are you talking about Arizona State? There, there was one where it was Oregon-Arizona State. I think it was like Andrew Walter. You know, he was that big kid. He was, no, no. he was dynamite. These guys were all over Sports Illustrated and everything. They were both Heisman candidates. And like they Jake had... The, Plummer? No, they had the... Um, they had the Sports Illustrated cover and the cover had like... Uh, I remember Joey, Joey Harrington for sure was like all about it. Yeah. Well, so you're thinking about like uh, Tuyasa Sopo of Washington, Tuyasa Sopo oh. and Harrington, Washington, Oregon. Or, or was it Achilles was... Smith? Was he? Achilles, Achilles Smith, Smith was, was late 90s. Achilles Smith went against Cade McNown in 98. That was a very yeah. decorated game. That was 41 38 UCLA yeah. in the Rose Bowl. I'm going to tell you guys. Hold on. Once I find the cover. And like on the Sports Illustrated. Oh, no. He was a, he was a running back. Never mind. It was uh, Joey Harrington and who is this? What, Napoleon Kaufman? No, I'll show you guys here. Oh, beauty of technology. A little share screen <laughs> action. Yeah, I'll just show you guys. Let's see right here. Remember this one? This was like a big deal. A share. That one. You remember that? Well, some of you guys don't remember that. Yeah, it was Harrington, but who's 35? That's um, what I'm kind of... I... It says it right here. Kaya Simington. Hmm. I don't remember. But I thought guy. it was a... I thought it was <laughs> I'm a, not going to lie. Here. I thought it was a quarterback, but I was wrong. Never mind. I apologize. Sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel bad. I don't even remember who else. I even remember Joey Harrington. Yeah, no. I, I went, went three over all the Lions. Speaking of, Lions are about to beat the Raiders, but... There you go. Yeah. yeah, Joey Harrington. Never mind. But Kay McNow was a big quarterback matchup. Yeah, well, you know, everyone yeah. forgets that um, that '97 season with McNown, uh The first two games UCLA lost, they went 0 and 2. But they played the first two picks in the draft. They played Ryan Leaf in the opener, and then Peyton Manning. It was, it was crazy. McNown had to go through the first two picks in the draft in '97. So there's been some crazy matchups, Ryan, yeah. over the years. This this definitely has the makings, and it feels like this would be the duel. I, I don't know if you're going to get the the Bo Nix scale of duel. I, I, Oregon just kind of runs a more balanced attack. They're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. They're going to give it to Bucky Irving. They're going to play great defense. It's in Eugene. I think they're really going to control tempo. I think this is yeah. the game where all hell can break loose, you know, in, in the Collie and, and just this wide open style. So I actually don't see um, fireworks in some of these other games, but this is the one. If the fireworks was going to happen, if there was going to be a game that folks remembered this year, uh, from this 23 Trojan team, it feels like it, this this would be the one. Save it for well, Thursday. And, and just tomorrow. looking don't at give it, don't give it all right now. We still got to do the preview show. Yeah, no, no, no I'm, I'm not, not. <laughs> giving anything away. You know. Yeah, all I'm going to say because we're going to dive into it, but just I got to I got to uh, add to that is because when you look at the style of play, like you mentioned, Jamal, I mean, the USC defense is ranked like 111th now, and the Washington yep. defense is ranked like 96. So 
Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. both. It's like a it's a match made in heaven. It's just an offensive powerhouse no, against two it's terrible defenses. All right, I'm yeah, going yeah. to I'm going to look at the over now. I, I I'm curious about the over. All right, so while you're looking at that, unless you guys have anything else, if you do jump in, but I just have one final question. We can wrap up with this. All right, we're good. It's going to be uh, very go poignant, right? You better pay attention because this is going to be poignant. Whenever no, Ryan sets that up, it's going to be big. It's going to be no, big. no, it's really right. not Get ready. It's not a. It's not big at all. I just wanted to make sure I don't end the show before you guys had anything else to say. But no, I was just tomorrow is the first CFP ranking show Tuesday. Do you think USC will be in the top twenty five? They they came out in twenty four again. They they held Pat in the AP top twenty five. Do they remain in the top twenty five in the the CFP rankings? Yeah, they'll be twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. The funny so. thing would be the funny thing would be, and uh, I'm I'm gonna remain optimistic. The funny thing would be if they go three and zero over this this next series, like where do you put them then? That's the question you ask. Like they go three and zero. Let's let, not even that. They go four and zero. So SC goes four and zero. They're the Pac twelve champion. What what do you do then? Pac twelve. Well, there's the, the and there's a chance offer. Arizona ends up ranked. I mean Arizona's vying for a ranked spot. Yeah, like so. What do you do then? Like. Look at that, being all optimistic. Jamal, Jamal, look at Jamal. Jamal, just hypothetical. Just hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, this, is, this is fun Monday, okay? This is yes. a bearded bandits, okay? So yes. it's all, all hell is breaking loose. So let, let's do it. I mean, let's get into the alternate reality. Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah. All right, so so say they go 4-0 over the next yep. four weeks. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just hypothetical. Do not kill us in the comments, okay? So... <laughs> It comes out tomorrow, FC's number 24. We'll give them 24, right? We know they're going to be between 24 and 25, not much of a gap, right? They go 4-0, which means they beat probably two top 10 teams, right? And then they'll beat a top 25 team, right? Then they'll probably have to beat a, a top 25 team. We'll say top 15 team because we don't know where they'll slide Washington or Oregon, and we don't know what's going to happen between the Apple Cup and the Civil War and all that. So they go 4-0. They're the Pac-12 champion. What happens now? What chaos happens now? The Pac-12 is the toughest conference uh-huh. in the nation right now. What chaos happens now? Where do you put the Pac-12 champion? You know, I, you have to put the Pac-12 champion in the playoff. I mean, if, if it's the be- it's the best conference in the country, it has to they have to get a playoff spot. I, I think the the crazy scenario here would be, you know, in this in this sort of weird world there's a couple of like gnarly scenarios even even there like let's say let's say they go three and oh but let's say washington doesn't lose another game and let's say uh beyond beyond usc and let's say usc ends up having to play you know some other some other team you know the 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 crazy scenario would be they could go three and oh and still not make the pac-12 championship game right so because if they beat Washington, but Washington doesn't lose, you got to remember Utah's still sitting at two losses, and Utah's got the tiebreak over SC, right? So, right. in a world where Oregon maybe gets a third loss, Oregon State gets a third loss, they're kind of playing each other. There could be but a when, world where SC goes three and zero and doesn't make the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, but if we beat Oregon, we hope the tiebreak over Utah. No, I mean yeah. the tiebreak over Utah is the tiebreak over Utah in the head-to-head, right? I mean, so that's but, that's but what this comes down just to. A, are, isn't Utah have two Pac-12 losses? And right now, SC only has one Pac-12 loss because Notre Dame's out of conference. 
So it oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, would yeah. technically. So, no, so no, even no. more so chaos. Then, yeah, they go three and zero. They're they're in the Pac-12 championship game for sure. No, I yeah. mean I I think there's a world where if they go four and zero, they should be in the playoff. That yeah. Oh, we won't here's, get in that because we'll here's like, where oh, I would say. Man. Here's where I would say to be even more chaos, and it's what you were saying, Jamal. Just played out differently. Let's say that if they beat Washington, lose to Oregon, beat UCLA, so they're a three-loss team, but a two-loss Pac-12 team. And then I'm not going to play out everything else, but basically they somehow get in the Pac-12 t- playoff with two of those losses, and then win the Pac-12. So they win the Pac-12, but they're a three-loss total team. Yeah, then it's yeah. like, well, then what do you do? do then get, I, I, Ryan, I, you, I don't think they get in. Uh, we'll I think what will happen we'll will be, Washington you know, what will happen? They'll pick the team that actually didn't make the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, like they'll be but, one yeah. of the, like if if it's if they're playing Oregon State or they're playing Oregon, but the one team that gets to sit at home and not collect another loss that will probably be the team that gets in kind of the way Ohio state got in last year, right. Without winning the conference or that one year that Alabama got in without having to play the sec championship game. Right. I think that would be the scenario. I, th- I think three is stretching it even for a yeah. conference champion, but I think two and, and it still can, uh, can happen. I think, yeah. I think Ryan, actually your scenario will be the best scenario because then we'll be able to go to that game. We'll be able to do a show and all that. So that's kind of one we, I, I kind of like that one. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that one playing at the Rose Bowl. I mean, just don't bring any jury. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look on. I was trying to look on underdog to see if they had Caleb Williams stuff up yet, but we have to wait. Yeah, so. I usually don't get the college stuff up till uh like Thursday or so. All right, I did wait. real quick though, Alfred. The over under right now is uh seventy six point seventy six. Yeah, I saw that. That's a lot of points. That'd be higher to be honest. I mean, that's. Each team scores 40, you got the over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be higher than that, to be honest. Hmm. We'll see. But since you said that, since we're closing up, Underdog yeah. Fantasy, head to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app on the App Store or Google Play. Use our promo code USCLAFB. That's all one word, USCLAFB. You get a match bonus up to $500. Put in 500 bucks. They're going to match you uh, with some free money to play with. It's a uh, fun pick em style, two to five players. You can win 20 times the money you put in underdog fantasy promo code USC LFB. Tell them still the choice engine. Yeah. Who do you, who do you guys, before we go, another question popped in my head. So, right. You know, I apologize for the interruption here, but uh, who do you guys think is going to win the Heisman? I don't know. Mm. My number, it, it will never, it's so hard for me, especially being a former receiver, but it just never happens. But right now I would have Marvin Harrison jr. Yeah, I would too. I would too. Yeah. I think if he blows up against, yeah. if he blows up in that Michigan game, because they've been so shaky at quarterback, where if they beat Michigan and he blows up, I I think that's right. I I, I do. Yeah. I think it would because it's think, one of those years where it's it's kind of shaky right now. Look, I think Penix has got a real shot if he makes a big statement Saturday night in a win. Yeah, I think he can kind of get back to the the pole position where he was prior to that Arizona State game. Uh, but short of that, it, it feels very wide open. I don't buy J.J. McCarthy. I mean, they've just played no one, and yeah, I just yeah. I just don't see that. And um, yeah, I I think I think I I would I would say Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, it feels right. like the year a non quarterback can win it just because yeah. every solid quarterback has had at least one stinker of a game. I mean, even yep. Penix yep. had that stinker against Arizona State, and May he had a stinker had last week too. And he had a bad one last week, and Caleb obviously had this the two game two or three game run and. So, I mean, yeah, it feels like the year a non-QB can finally win it. 
So let me ask you this. I'm going to follow up with that question before we get out of here. Who goes to New York? What, what do you think? You think five go? Maybe. Five players? Yeah. yeah we'll I think this is one though. of those we'll years. Before. You think it'll be five? It, this could be one of those years where it's five because the vote gets so split. All right. Yeah. So five. What five do you have going? Hmm. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. I think J.J. McCarthy will go. I don't think he'll win, but I think he'll go. Yeah. Um, I think Caleb will go. I, I think Penix will go. Bo Nix might go. I mean, it might be three Pac-12 quarterbacks. Yeah, I see Bo Nix going too. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Bo I don't Nix. think May. I, I, I think May is kind of considered more of a great pro prospect than, than a great college player. I think Texas is sort of, you know, playing musical chairs at quarterback. Nobody from Georgia, nobody from Bama, you know, and you start kind of going down the list here of, of top teams. Maybe, maybe Travis from Florida State. Maybe, maybe Travis from Florida State goes over one of the, the Pac-12 QBs. You think so? Yeah. All right. I'll, I think I'll... Travis, I think you have to sort of recognize Florida State season and how well he's played. So I, I think it'll probably be Travis – Marvin Harrison Jr., J.J. McCarthy, and two Pac-12 quarterbacks. Guess who else is a favorite? Who? Jaden Daniels. Mm. Well, he's got oh, a big LSU. one. Uh, he's got a big one against Bama this week. So, I mean, if he if he balls out there at Bama, you know that that would be something. Yeah. Just to throw another name, if it's a non-quarterback, maybe Audric Estime, running back Notre Dame, maybe gets that, but unlikely. Hmm. I'll, well, and I'll I'll throw another one. I'll throw in another one. Non quarterback to really kind of go crazy. If this team runs the table from here on out, and their unit is as dominant as they can be, I'm gonna say Leatu Latu. Hmm. You're going. I think Latu could be one of those years. If Latu gets to 15, 16, 17 sacks, it's one of those years where I could see Latu go. I got you. Oh, that'd be. That'd be such a good story. I will. All right, me, all right. All right. One more. One more. It's a yes or no. And I mentioned earlier over the next three games, let's say over the next three games, Caleb Williams throws for 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns. You keep Does changing the numbers, by the way. So, <laughs> well, I, I got to make it sound convincing. I said between, I said between nine and fifteen hundred. So yeah, that's a, that's number. a wide band, you know. That's a wide band. That's like saying oh, that's I don't know what to game. wear today. I'm not sure what to wear today. It's it's going to be between fifty eight and ninety eight degrees outside. I'm not sure what to wear. <laughs> no, nine. I mean, he could have two. He could have he could have two five hundred games, and then you know, um, well, that would be a thousand right there. But let's just say he has fourteen hundred. So he goes five hundred, five hundred. 400, four touchdowns a game. If he goes, if he goes 14 and 12, he might be the Heisman favorite. Then I'll say that against those teams. 1,412 touchdowns. That's two 500 games and a 400 yard game, and all <laughs> yeah. three four touchdown games. Like, yes, he is then back in the Heisman favorite category. <laughs> you know what's crazy though is that even if he goes 12 touchdowns, and at the end of the season, he's still going to be below his numbers last year. And I and I just I to try and repeat. I, I don't know if you can have worse numbers than the first year. Like, like the, the way you repeat is because you're competing against yourself the year before more than you are competing yeah. with any other candidate. Yeah. So I agree with you, Rye. I mean, it, it would be a heck of an argument. I just don't know. I, I, I also think that the Heisman is such a narrative award 
where I think there's just been so much like negative publicity around Caleb the last couple of weeks where I just, I, I don't know if, I, I think there's a staleness. But yeah, I mean, 14, 1,400 yards and, and 12 touchdowns, he'd certainly get invited. I, I don't know if there's really anything he can do short of like 700 yards and seven <laughs> touchdowns on Saturday to kind of get back in it. But he would need to yeah. do something just outrageous. All right, so what if, what if he goes 1,412, and in Oregon, he has a Reggie Bush-Fresno State game? Well, he's so going to have to What is the Reggie Bush-Fresno? Like, he rushes for 220 yards? No, <laughs> just just takes over the game like Reggie Bush did against Fresno State. Like, it just becomes I mean, the Caleb Williams show. Fred, what, you're saying 1,400 yards. That's two 500-yard games and, and a 400-yard 400. game. That, those yeah. are Reggie Bush games. Those yeah, are yeah. Reggie Bush games. I'm just saying. What's, I crazy, see- what's crazy about the Heisman is because I agree with you, Jamal. It's gonna be so hard for him. But even with how what feels like a down season, he's still two in yards and two in touchdowns. It's not yeah, like he's yeah. like twelve or fourteen. He's second. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's, and it's we're still... saying he needs. And I agree with you. We're saying he needs to have a cataclysmic final three to even have a shot. That's just yeah, how hard yeah, it yeah. is to win it back. It's crazy. It's. I mean, it, it, a it tells you how good he is, and b it tells you you know how QB friendly the air raid is too. You know, yeah, yeah. and it's uh you know because there are years that Graham Harrell threw for. 5,500 yards and you know guys like that so the air raid is definitely QB friendly but yeah no I, I agree it just it just feels like he's just got to go yeah. bonkers just because it's it's been a while since you know we've thought of Caleb just so positively you know yeah. I just want to see a back-to-back Heisman but it is what it is it's probably one yeah, we do we all do <laughs> we all definitely well there'll we be a back-to-back out. Heisman in LA you know Leatu Latu wins the Heisman it's back-to-back in LA so there you matter. go I don't even think UCLA knows what to do with a award like that. <laughs> they only they only believe in Naismith. That's it. Ooh, <laughs> Red, the the trash talking starts early with the victory, the victory bell. bell. What, what's oh, going to happen? What's going to happen? What, what's going to happen when our fans see you on the other side in the victory bell show? Hey, listen, I've been very transparent with our fans that I went, <laughs> and you've been very transparent with our fans that I've been to every school. So I, I don't think it's uh it's it's a huge shock here, you know. Undergrad USC, grad UCLA. So you know, I've been, I've been very open about that. You know, there it's, you go. Uh, it is what it is. It'll be good to see what the thrill too, guys. It's been fun. We've been hanging out today. Nothing too crazy. We're gonna jump into it on Thursday. We get to the bearded think, bandits. Yeah, the, the bearded, bearded bandits. bandits. We get to talk about Michael Penix and uh, and Caleb Williams showdown. That'll be a good one. Primetime TV. Are they four thirty? Four thirty. Four thirty. Fowler and Herb Street. Is college should have just stayed in LA all week. Yeah, you know, there's no reason yeah. to go anywhere. It's it's college right. game day. It's college game day at the college at the Coliseum. No, not that. Not no. Where are they? Where are they? I don't know. Actually, kind of uh, surprised. Are not. they? Are they? Are they at Bama for LSU? Bama? Probably. Probably. Uh, yes. Yes. And probably. Yeah. Oh well. Well, we get to dive into the Huskies and the Trojans on Thursday. When was good. the? I'm just gonna keep dragging the show on. When was the last time right. College Game Day was at SC? I feel like it's been a while. Because mm. they went oh, to no. UCLA two years ago for the UCLA Oregon game. I can't remember when they've been at USC. They've been there's been a College Game Day for an SC game, but it was an away game. Because I bet last you what they'll time, do. Last like time if SC if SC wins on Saturday, they'll then do they'll game Oregon. day at Oregon. Yeah, 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 they'll yeah. Do yeah. Oregon SC for sure, for sure. Like, no, I I, I want to say. Last time, I mean, obviously there was game days with Oregon, you know, mid 2010s. I want to say maybe Texas when Texas came to SC, uh, Darnold's, uh, you know, Darnold's second year. 
2011 when number six Stanford top SC 56-48. That was the last time? That was... Really? The, when Oregon came in like 13, there was no game day? It feels like game day was there, Fred. No, maybe, but I'm just going off of what I see right here. I will say that I will say this. And they they're, they're Fred's, like Fred's quick on the Googler. He's quick on the he is, he is quick on the Googler. He is quick on the Googler. Well, I, I'm not I'm not as factual as you guys is like statistically and like uh and with jersey and roster numbers. So like I want to at least be able to say, hey, let me find something. <laughs> <laughs> let me find something. Um they're making it very apparent that they're trying to hit every university. Like they're trying to be more diverse now. They're not trying to before they were so honed in on the SEC and the SEC is bad now. Not bad, but they're not what they used to be. And so like they're like, oh, where haven't we been yet? And so I think they're Unless trying you're to Colorado. Cover. Unless Coach uh, Prime coaches you. But I yeah. guess that that's now it's stale, but <laughs> I told that it, it was gonna run out fast. So they haven't been to Illinois, Maryland, Rutgers, Syracuse, or Virginia. Mm. Ever? Interesting. Ever. I don't think they I'm ever surprised. will be. I'm surprised well, they didn't go depends. to Illinois when they had juice. Yeah. If they uh they could go to I mean, does does Florida State play Virginia at Virginia this year? If they do in in the last few weeks, that could be a nice spot for game day. True. Yeah, Virginia's campus go. is gorgeous. I mean, uh, yeah. game day would be out of their minds not to go there. That's a phenomenal institution, phenomenal location. And that community's also been through so much with the tragedy last year. Game day should yeah. get their act together and get down there. They should. You're right. Be a good one. See, the voice of the people, Jamal and Maggie, everybody. <laughs> All right, you're right. closing. All right. We appreciate you guys. Uh, guys, it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, if you want to save on groceries, as Kansas was saying, want to get better good health, go visit AG1. That's drinkag1.com. Backslash salute to Troy. You'll get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. That is drinkag1. Backslash salute to Troy. It's been fun. We're getting ready to talk about the Huskies and the Trojans. Let's do it. I'm excited for this one. I'm really excited. This is going to be one of those ones where on Sunday we're going to be like, we're going to have to breathe. We're gonna be like, whew, that was I fun. think Fred's gonna have to breathe right now. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean we all have to we have to go into the game not expecting a single stop. So if you have that expectation that the defense is not gonna stop them once, if they stop them once or twice, it's a win. We're good. There it is. There it oh, is. Oh, it's only one. Oh, you only need one stop now. No more for no, no, no. I'm not saying they're gonna win the game. I mean a win based on the expectations. Like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we got yeah, two yeah. stops. I got two. I'm there not you saying go. They, they win. Anyway. has gone from four stops to one. There we go. Just did one. Just get one. No, definitely. Hey, I appreciate you guys. I'll see you guys Thursday. As you already know, thank you guys, fans. Live free, fight on.